Welcome. You are listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you everyone and welcome to the podcast. Happy New Year. It's become a tradition here on the Learning to Believe Again podcast to have some of my friends come on and share what they are hearing from the Lord for the new year. And I'm excited to have friends back to do that this year. It's always exciting to me to hear what the Lord is speaking to people that I know follow God solidly and really hear from him. And I'm excited to both share what I have to share and have my guests share with you. So my first guest today is Todd Mitchell. Welcome, Todd. Thanks for having me once again. I think this is my third year in a row with you, Brittany. So this is awesome. Yeah, you are actually, I think, one of my very first interview guests too, just to share your testimony. So always a joy to have you back. And for those of you who have not followed the podcast for a long time, Todd is an amazing man of God. He is a professor and he teaches art and he's also an amazing artist. He does prophetic artwork and I get to have one of his amazing art pieces on my wall that shows up in my live streams and things when I get to do them from my office. So Check out his website as well. Tell them your website. It's toddmitchellart.com. Super easy. Just my name, art at the end, and then uh, .com. Awesome. I was going to say that, but I was like, what if I'm not right? Is it that simple? (laughs) It's that simple, toddmitchellart.com. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today, Todd. And I am so excited to hear what the Lord has been speaking to you about 2024. Yeah, a lots of stuff. I think uh, we're going to see uh, an acceleration in um, the timeline, in the Lord's timeline uh, coming into 24. Uh, things are going to move rather quickly, and we're going to see things that the Lord has called into play rather rapidly, and it'll make our heads spin at times. So it, it is, it's going to be really exciting. So yeah, lots of stuff. I don't know... I guess I'll just start with, so the past month or two, I've been seeing a lot of volcanoes and, and feeling earthquakes. And so I'm asking the Lord about this. And he's basically telling me that we're in the year to come, we're going to see an increase of earthquakes, an increase of earthquakes in places that we don't expect, not across fault lines, but in areas that don't have fault lines. And I think that will be uh, a physical earthquake, but I think that will be an earthquake that we feel through a lot of our churches. I think there'll be a shift in atmospheres and a shift in um, how people are understanding scripture and Holy Spirit in their lives. So I think we'll start to see this metaphorical earthquake through the the church. But um, every morning, so every morning I wake up, the Lord wakes me up about 5 a.m., Usually, usually right at 5 a.m., maybe a little bit before. So I'm one of those fourth watch watchmen who's on the wall. Um, usually he wakes me up about 3 a.m. I do some prayer, praying, then I fall back asleep, and then he wakes me up at 5. And my normal, the normal thing I say every morning when I wake up is, Lord, what are you doing in your nations today? And then 
usually, not always, but usually he shows me something immediately. So there's just a couple of highlights from uh, this month. So this is from December 8th of this month. Uh, I woke up 5 a.m. and I asked the Lord, what are you doing in your in your nations today? And the Lord said, said immediately to me, Zimbabwe. And then I saw something that looked like a an outdated harvesting equipment, like almost like a, a combine. I don't know about farm equipment, but it's some some sort of harvesting equipment that was very old, dusty, rusty, and outdated. It looked like it had been abandoned, abandoned for a long period of time. And I was looking at this in the spirit, and the spirit of the Lord came upon me and said, there will be a great harvest coming out of Zimbabwe and people will be shocked by the size of the harvest that Zimbabwe has. They will be shocked because of the outdated ways that they they use the harvest. But this harvest that Zimbabwe is having will become the model. This just won't be a revival that we see in Zimbabwe, but it'll be a harvest of new believers, a great harvest. The church needs to follow Zimbabwe's example their outdated and discarded style that the West has overlooked. This will be the way that the Lord uses to harvest a billion souls in the coming year. It's not going to look like what we expect a harvest to look like. The West will try to improve on it, but it will fail. Follow the Lord's plan for harvest, not a manufactured harvest, not a mechanized harvest. When you press the button and the machine does the work for you, it has to be an authentic and personal and a love for the lost that comes out of manual labor, says the Lord. And then the Lord shifted and said, the churches in the West, the churches in America aren't ready for a billion soul, a billion soul harvest. The Spirit of the Lord says, you better get ready, Western church. You better get ready for people that don't look like you, sound like you, or smell like you. They will be confused by your lack of zeal for the Lord. Your religiousness will be repulsive to them and they will have a they will have a heart of service and they will feed the so, thousand souls with the word and with food they will sing praise songs to the lord that don't sound normal but you will be a sweet but it will be a sweet sound to the lord the lord will go grow weary of those stuck in their religious mindsets and will be repulsed by any of their lack of zeal uh, and religious mindset and then the last part of that was dry bones come to life or be buried. Just don't sit there, says the Lord. So that was that was pretty exciting to me to hear because I had been hearing um, this billion soul harvest for a while now. And I have been seeing visions all this year about um, this harvest on fire and not enough workers out to harvest the, the, the fields this year. And that on the fringes of the the field was on fire. So it's exciting to see that the Lord has a plan for this harvest. And then the very next day I woke up and again uh, at 5 a.m. I asked the Lord, what are you doing in your nations today? And I saw on a map, I saw the West Coast, yeah, the West Coast of Africa and the sun, the country Sierra Leone was highlighted for me. Uh, and then I saw these large sailing ships with these very large fish nets or these fish caught caught in these large nests right off the coast of Sierra Leone. And then the Spirit of the Lord said to me, Oh, Sierra Leone, the land where the slave trade was so prevalent, you will now free people from their slavery. 
their slavery. You will be a deliverance center in the world. Instead of sending slaves out into the world, you will send missionaries specializing in deliverance. A great sailing ships will depart from your land for one purpose, to set the captives free with the gospel of Jesus Christ. To every center of the earth, you will travel with the gospel missionaries to set people to have freedom in Christ. This will be your banner. Where Zimbabwe will be the example for harvest, Sierra Leone will be the example for deliverance. Dear Western Church, look to the look to Sierra Leone for the example of deliverance. Sierra Leone will set captives free and will send freedom to um, those who need freedom in Christ. Then the, the Lord said, uh, you will encounter warships trying to prevent you from doing your ministry, but I am sending an angel, the angel Michael, to be with you. My Holy Spirit will be with you to free people from their bondage of sin and demonic oppression, says the Lord. So something's coming out of Africa. It's uh, pretty exciting to see this tandem going on with what's going on in Zimbabwe, uh, this great harvest that's going to come out of Zimbabwe. And I like that the Lord is is going to use what we in the West would be would consider outdated. You know, in the West, we seem like we need to have almost these rock and roll concerts for church. And Zimbabwe is going to be more simplistic, more one on one, hands on, where where you have to minister to people one on one. And then I love this idea that the Lord is using with Sierra Leone, how that country was so prevalent. And then that afternoon I looked it up. I was like, well, how prevalent was Sierra Leone in the in slave trade? That was the center of the slave trade and how the Lord is going to use that country to set how it was, how it once put people in bondage is now going to put uh, people, set people free uh, from the demonic bondage is just uh, yeah. super, super exciting. So uh, much of Genesis there where, you know, Joseph says what, the enemy meant for evil, God used for good, even to save the lives of many. Yeah. And then on um, December 15th, when I woke up and asked the Lord, what are you doing in your nations today? I saw this Pacific Ocean and I was I was t- high enough in the sky where I could see the entire ocean. I know that in in the natural, it would be impossible to see the entire ocean all at one glimpse, but the way the Lord had me positioned was in a spot where I could see the entire ocean. And then the Lord said, this is called the Pacific Rim or Eastern Rim. And I could see volcanoes and earthquakes along this Pacific Rim. And then the whole Pacific Ocean started to churn almost like a a whirlpool. I haven't sorted that one out yet, but something's going on. Something's going to happen uh, along the Pacific Rim. So uh, I am excited to see what's going to happen there. I had, like I said, the Lord hasn't given me a whole whole bunch on that, but the big one I think that I really want to touch on uh, happened just a couple of days ago. Looking back at my my notes here, my journal uh, for the listeners. If you guys don't journal in the morning or journal what the Lord is telling you, really get into that spiritual spiritual practice of journaling. It's so, so important. So this is from December 22nd. I woke up five. It says, I said, I woke up at 5, 10 a.m., asked the Lord, 
what is he doing in his nations today? And I saw something that looked like an avalanche, uh, a large snowy avalanche, uh, or let, perhaps a large chunk of ice uh, calving off from a glacier. I thought at first it was Nepal, not sure if it's Nepal, but the Lord said there will be a cooling off for a time as the cry for global warming keeps harping through the news media, get ready for a cooling period. I will bring everything to a standstill, says the Lord, in a blizzard that will cover the earth. People will grow cold. They will cry out for their God's science to save them, but it can't be explained. Then I saw a large forest being cut down for firewood, but the trees will be too green for fuel and the people will grow cold. And then a great light will glow a warm light that will, will kindle in people's hearts, a war, warmth for the Lord. Those stuck in Islam will see the light and many will walk away saying that Allah, Allah will save them, but Allah will not save them. Why others will welcome the coming Lord Jesus and embrace his warmth and then be saved. Prophets will be wearing golden robes. They will be easy to spot. Many attempt will attempt to wear a prophet's robe but when they put it on, it will be too heavy and too big for them. Only those who are called by the Lord can wear the prophet's robe. But some will attempt to make fake prophet's robes, and they will be cheap knockoffs, recognizable but in look, feel, and smell. So I think that's scriptural as well, that we will see false prophets rising. And I see that a lot of people, they, they want to hold the office of the prophet, but they're not able to. Uh, bear the weight of being a prophet. So some people are, are putting some undue warfare in their life. Uh, if the Lord really called you to be a prophet, then definitely step into that role, uh, step into that office, get some training, but don't put that robe on if it's not not really uh, something that the Lord's called you to do. Yeah. And then on uh, Chris, well, what is it? This one I think is probably one of the more important ones. Yeah, so it was on the 26th, the day after Christmas. So the Lord woke me up at 5 a.m. I uh, asked the Lord, what are you doing in your nations today? And the Lord said, Pakistan. And then I, as the Lord said, Pakistan, I remembered a dream that I had from that very night. And then as I was remembering the dream, I went into a vision uh, about the same same thing. And what I saw in the dream and in the vision was a, a river of millions of people uh, in what I assume is Pakistan, million people in this river of people, and they were all chanting death to Israel, death to, Is uh, death to Israel, uh, death to Christianity, death to America. And the Lord took me to a high place. I don't know if I was on top of a building or if I was on a hill, but I could see the entire million people in this mob that were um, flowing forward. And I said to the Lord, they, they need Christ. They need you, Lord. And I, then I said to the Lord, the apostles and the evangelists need to start walking in signs and wonders if we're going to turn these people to Christ. And the, the Lord said, apostles, evangelists, and prophets will need, uh, need that ability to perform signs and wonders. And the Lord said to me, and the prophets, I need my prophets, my apostles, and my evangelists, who I can trust, says the Lord. Prophets who I can trust not to use their power for evil gain or selfish, selfish reasons. And then I said, um, the prophets will need supernatural, 
supernatural provision and finances so that they can manage to go to these places. And then the Spirit of the Lord says, I will give my powers and wonders to those people that I can trust. I need to be able to trust you. People that I can trust with their finances, people that I can trust with their people I can trust with their finances, people I can trust with their provisions, I can trust with their powers and wonders. Uh, evil is increasing. Prophets, apostles, evangelists will need to wa- walk in signs and wonders. Teachers will need to teach with greater authority to equip the new saints. So a theme that I'm seeing in all these messages is this billion soul harvest, this harvest that's coming, this the deliverance that's coming. There will be a blizzard. There'll be a cold, a cooling off period. Perhaps that is a cooling off people, cooling off period in the church. I think too, we might see something in the natural, a cooling off where everyone's looking for global warming will increase. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing a cooling off period, especially if we're having volcanoes that I keep seeing. Um, and that I was seeing the volcanoes before even Iceland uh, happened. But all these people, to turn them from Islam, so the, all these people, I didn't say that what's in my notes was, all these people are chanting death to, to Israel, death to America. They're all Muslim and they are all, they all need to be turned to Christ. And I, I've been reading and studying Acts a lot lately. And um, we see um, Saul slash Paul in Acts having to use signs and wonders, which cause people to, to believe in Jesus Christ. We are going to need that in the church. We're going to need that today particularly in 2024, if we're going to convert a billion souls. But the Lord is only going to trust people with with that ability, with people that handle their resources well. If you are somebody that is not good in in your managing your, your finances, if somebody is not good in managing their resources, the Lord needs to be able to trust you in the small stuff. He needs to be able to trust that you are going to handle your finances in the way that he wants you to handle your finances, um, not spending it on weird things. He wants to trust you well enough that you're not going to watch things that you shouldn't be watching or listening to things that you shouldn't be listening to. Those are the people that he will trust with the signs and wonders that will be used to bring this billion soul harvest because Islam is going to continue to increase. Darkness is going to continue to increase across the land. What is going to call these people to the Lord? Yes, they need repentance. But if we look at at Paul's example in Acts, he went beyond repentance. That's that he explains that that's what that's what John preached was repentance. And yes, we of course we all need to repent and and follow the Lord. But he wants us to have a kingdom mindset uh, yeah. to grow. We need to to grow the kingdom. Not grow your church, not grow your your small group. Those are that's not what the Lord's talking about. We need to to grow His kingdom. If we get this kingdom mindset to grow the kingdom, and then He can trust us with that, then we will see these signs and wonders. And these are what will draw people to Him, to 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 the Lord, and to us. And then we have to get ready because the church today. Most churches aren't equipped for it. They're not equipped for how to deal with somebody who who looks, smells, and dresses different than them. And yep. and like I said, the Lord is going to be 
these people will be astounded for our lack of zeal. So we really need to have that zeal. We need to be, we need to keep that freshness of our love for what Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. So I think the Lord is is going to do some amazing things in, in 2024. And so is the enemy. The enemy is, he needs to be as ready for end time stuff as we are. So we're going to start seeing things escalate on both sides. So we have to be, be ready. Yeah. So that's, that's the big stuff. Yeah. So you said something and it was one of the first visions that you shared and you said that this harvest will be one through personal, personal care and love. Right. And I love that because it is, it's personal. It's personal and it has to be personal. It's about the harvest. It's not about the church as a whole. You know, it's not about growing a church. Like you just said, it's about caring so deeply about the person. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. brought in the kingdom. It's that love, that, that love of God. Right. We, we have to be able to share how the Lord has transformed our lives. We have to be able to be ready with that testimony because they're going to come wondering. They're going to come like, okay, well, my religion, faith background is this. What does yours have to offer? Well, ours has to offer inner healing, uh, forgiveness of things that you've done in the past, uh, deliverance from evil spirits, healing, uh, all this, this. That's for the here and now. Not a, that's, that's for what we can experience today, let alone what we can experience on the other side of death. Um, right. natural death so we can live with him forever. And I think that's what the church is focused on for the past uh, at least 20 years is focused on that. Oh, where are you going to go when you die? I, that's good. And we need to continue with that, but we need to add the other, but you can have freedom now. Yes. <laughs> you can have freedom from, from this evil, this evilness that's in your life. Now you can have freedom from this, this sickness that you have now and that's why I think it's so interesting about uh, Sierra Leone that we that they're going to be sending ships all over the world to deliver people from their their evil. It's so so fascinating. So, you know, I don't know what's going on in the Pacific Rim. Something's going on, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see some volcanoes that cause the atmosphere to shift a little bit to some some darkness and coldness. Maybe uh, that's. I don't have a thus saith the Lord on that one. It just seems to be, if I'm connecting some dots and some visions that I've had, that seems to be uh, coming up. I don't know if that's 24 or 25 or 26, but I wouldn't be surprised if we started seeing some some signs and wonders in the heavenly places. Yeah, so it's interesting. Some of what you've shared, some of the things that I've heard, yours are so specific to countries. I love it. I love um, hearing about the visions that he's given you. One of the things the Lord has been speaking to me probably since, I don't know, maybe September, September or October, as I was seeking him about something that I've been, you know, battling for the breakthrough, battling for the promise in, I find that, you know, one of the ways that he speaks to me prophetically is through my own life. I'm, yeah. There's a lot of parable in my life that actually is not just a word for me, but I'm living the word for the body yeah. of Christ. I mean, the body of Christ. And 
I basically, the Lord had said, now is the time of promise. And he had given me a date and there was mega breakthrough and I was seeing all of the things. But then it was like, what is going on? This isn't what I thought this would look like. I haven't seen the total breakthrough. I saw the breakthrough that you said, but like we're supposed to be walking in promise right now. Why is this such a war? Right. And the Lord said, when the Israelites, Joshua and the Israelites stepped into the promise, into their promised land, they did not step into peace. Right. They, they stepped into war. Yeah. 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 Well, the first thing they do is they go to Jericho and then, you know, march around yeah. the city. And yeah. Yep. He said they stepped into war and everything that I had promised them that they stepped into, they had to take. Right. He said, but. I'd already promised it and I'd already given them the win. So they stepped into war, but I gave them the win. Right. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of that going on right now. There are a lot of people who have experienced breakthrough, some breakthrough that the Lord has said promise, but instead of it looking like what they thought the promise would look like, they've actually stepped into war and it's it feels like it's all out war. And I know that this is a word for now too, even though the Lord's been speaking to me about it since September or October, I feel that we're still in that place. It's like pressing through the Jordan, taking Jericho, we're marching around those walls, we're stepping into those battles, you know? Right. And the Lord said that though you're stepping into war, keep your eyes fixed on me and you will have peace because I am your peace in the midst of the battle and I am your victory. So there are some things that look like all out war right now, but we actually have stepped into the promise. We've stepped into the promise. We're just having to take all of the things that the Lord has promised. And I'm going to say what the Lord said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not fear for I am with you as I was with Moses. That's right. We're supposed to stand, stand, stand on the word of God and keep our eyes fixed on him because in this place of war is actually still the place of promise. And when we keep our eyes fixed on him and we do what he says, do and we go where he says go and we speak what he says speak he brings the walls down he gives us the victory and there will be victory and i do feel like what you were saying you were saying that this is going to be a time when things happen so fast it makes our heads swim like amos 9:13 yeah and that's the truth the victories are going to be happening it might feel like war now but stand and fight and keep your eyes fixed on God and know that even as you keep your eyes fixed on him, he fights for you. That's right. It, it, along those lines of being in battle, I mean, we're called to be in the Lord's army. But so I was thinking about this stepping in to battle once again, and it feels like there's always another battle to be had almost daily. And so the Lord gave me this vision. Uh, again, uh, I'm a seer prophet. That's how the Lord speaks to me. He said to me, uh, kneel and put your head down. And I'm like, okay. So like kneel in reverence to the Lord, bow before the Lord and keep your head down. And then as I did that, I saw all these arrows like flying right over my head. So when we we are in that, that spot of reverence for the Lord, when we're in that spot of fear and awe, kneeling before the Lord, keeping our head down, that is where we can, we can, 
get out of the way of a lot of these flaming arrows that are coming at us. But yeah, the Lord spoke to me a couple of weeks ago about those that are involved in the fivefold ministry, whether it's a prophet, apostle, uh, teacher, or uh, evangelist. I think I got them all. Um, they're all going to un- undergo some severe attacks uh, in the coming months that are going to be pretty severe. But we have those that are called to the fivefold need to remember their anointing. They need to remember their call. They need to remember that the Lord will fight for those in those ministries. But we have to be diligent. We have to be be able to kneel before the Lord and uh, keep our head down uh, as we fight. Um, there's a song. What is it? Uh, you probably know better than I do. Uh, I Michael keep w. w. Smith. Is it the we fall down, we lay our crown? No, it's the one I fight my battles from the knees or something. This uh, is where, uh, oh, yes. Repeats the same words over and over again, but it's it's so true. That's how we fight our battles when we are in that, that spot of fearing the Lord, getting our instructions from him. Then we can stand. We can put on our, our entire armor. A lot of people are running around trying to fight battles with just the helmet of salvation on, and they're running around naked. I mean, you have you have to pull out the sword. You have to pull up the the shield. You have to put your shoes on. Put your belt around your waist and the the, the breastplate of righteousness. Otherwise, you are going to experience some some pretty severe attacks and not know how to do that. And people are wanting to to get into the. the they want to be apostles, or they want to be a prophet, or they want to be an evangelist, and they're not called to those things. They're going to encounter some things that they don't really they're not going to have the grace to to know how to handle. So, um, and even people who are prophetic or who are called to a prophet, they need to remind themselves of who they are and whose they belong to. That's where they're going to find those victories. Yes. Yeah. I I feel too, that this is a season where God is going to destroy the enemy for us because he's had it with some of the things that the enemy has done. The enemy came in like a flood but the Lord raises up a standard against the enemy. And there will be some things that we will see where the Lord just does it by his hand. Right. That doesn't mean there won't be a battle or there won't seem like there are arrows flying at times, but he will do it by his hand. I actually saw something recently along those lines where I don't know if you saw this, it was kind of a viral thing for a little bit, but there was Uh, It was a leader in Turkey that basically on live national television said (laughs) that Israel might be able to hide from such and such, but they couldn't hide from the wrath of Allah. And he had a heart attack and died immediately. Later, he dropped dead from a heart attack on live television. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's, uh, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of that stuff and be able to attribute it to what the Lord is doing. But at the same time, we got to be careful of friendly fire. We got to be careful of our brothers and sisters in the church who are, who are deeply wounded. They're, they're deeply, I I don't have another way of saying it. They're just deeply wounded and they don't, they don't know how to love out of that woundedness. And so they attack others in the church. And so we're going to see a spirit of, of religiousness rise in the church. And the, the Lord said to me the other day that religious spirit is is tied to jealousy and jealousy is tied to fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're afraid that if 
if they embrace stuff that's going on in the supernatural or they're bra- embracing stuff that the Holy Spirit is doing, that they, they're going to fe- fear that the Lord's going to leave them because they're not at the place where they should be or somebody else. But the Lord will not leave you or forsake you. He tells you that in his word. If you are diligent in following his word and being obedient to him, he will not leave you or forsake you. It doesn't matter if you think that you thought one way all, all this time, and now you're realizing that the gifts are for today. Embrace that. You don't need to fight against it. Embrace it. And I th- I, I think a lot of people that are, are embracing the cessationist mindset that they don't think gifts are today, I think we're going to see a bunch of them change their theology. They're going to change their understanding of what, what that means. Uh, but then there are others that are going to be so set against like, no, absolutely not. This is not of the Lord. They're going to be that mindset. And it again, be just like Paul ministering to the Jews in Acts. There's so many times they just, they drove them out of town and they had them stoned and whipped and all sorts of stuff because they didn't, he wasn't preaching a gospel that they understood. They they were still stuck in their religious mindset. So we need to be open to what Holy Spirit's doing now and what he's going to do and not, not start swinging our swords around and trying to decapitate uh, our fellow Christians who are trying to minister to others in, in, in the power of Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, you know, the Lord is dealing with wickedness and evil by his hand, but the Lord still has a heart for the people that are just hurting and lost. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And it is a time of turning to one of the things the Lord spoke to me the other day. And this is a word period, not necessarily a word for the new year, but it does go along with keeping our eyes fixed on him in the midst. So I'm going to say it is a word for the new year. It's also a word for now. And it's a word for always. But I was driving down to Georgia to support a friend. And as I was driving, it was super bright. It's that time of day where no matter where you put the sun visor, the sun's in your eyes, you know. So I had my sunglasses on. And my sunglasses had smudges and smears all over them. And I'm on the freeway. And I'm like, it's hard to clean your glasses when you're on the freeway, you know. So I just didn't. I was like, oh, I'll just deal with it. And the road that I was on, it goes in and out of shade and sun. And I was seeing these smudges and smears both in the shade and in the sun. But I came into the sun again. And all of a sudden, it's like my sunglasses completely cleared. Wow. Like I could see them. He actually, right before that, sorry, I got ahead of myself. Right before that, I heard the Lord say, I'm cleaning the lenses so you can mm-hmm. see clearly. Yes. Was, okay. And then I come into the sun a minute for a second. All of a sudden, my sunglasses are totally clear. Like it looks like someone has sprayed them with the special hand cleaner, the whole thing and cleaned them. I don't know if my sunglasses have ever been that clean. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see through them perfectly with total clarity. And in an instant, I was like, whoa, Lord, you did that. Now, that seemed like a minor thing. He just cleaned my sunglasses, but it wasn't just the sunglasses. It no. was a metaphor of yeah. the sunglasses. And in that moment, I was overwhelmed with awe of him. And I, I actually started weeping because there are people that I've been standing for to see with clarity, to right. see the see with clarity. Yeah. And I just realized that in that moment, he was like, that's how I can do it. In an instant, I can clear their vision. I can clean the lenses and make them see. 
Yeah, I think for a long time, as the scripture says, we have seen through a, a glass dimly. I think that that glass dimly part is going to start to become more uh, in focus for us. I think that lens is going to be going to become clear or like those scales falling off of Saul's eyes. Yes. We could see again. I think we're going to see a lot of that. I, I pray that that's one of my 3 a.m. prayers that um, people's eyes would be opened to uh, what Holy Spirit is doing uh, in their life, but then on a global uh, scale, because um, he's up to something amazing. I don't want to get into the eschatology and rapture and pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib kind of stuff, but something's definitely going to happen in the in the next uh, coming years. And he's all this stuff about harvest and deliverance and seeing clearly it's just the Lord preparing the, his church uh, to yeah. be with him. Yes. And this is a time period. Like you said, he's going to be cleaning the lenses. People that have already walked with him, he's cleaning the lenses so they can see more clearly. Right. People have been far away or have stepped away. He's cleaning the lenses so they can clearly see the pig pen that they've been in and come home. Yeah. The people that have never known him, but are, are meant to know him that are his children. He's cleaning the lenses and making them see. Right. And anyone who's been standing for loved ones, I want that to encourage you because he's doing it and he can do it like that in an instant, that moment of encounter, that moment of clarity where he cleans the lenses so you can see. And after he did that, I went into a place of shade again. I'm still like weeping, you know, and I'm like overwhelmed with the goodness of God in this. And then I'm like, are my glasses really that clean? Like, are there any smudges? And I start looking for the smudges. Now, how yeah. often do we do that sometimes, right. right? Like the enemy throws some shade at us. Totally. The enemy sends a nasty thought or a circumstance looks a certain way or something looks away in the natural for a second. And the Lord's like, that's not what I'm saying though. But then we're like, oh, well, let me look at this. Right. But the thing that happened when I started looking for the smudges, initially there was nothing, but then I started seeing smudges, even smudges that weren't there before. Right. And it was like, oh, there are some smudges. But then I came back into the sun and initially those smudges were still there, but then they cleared again. And yeah. the Lord said, look to the sun and you will see clearly. Nice. That's awesome. And it's obviously sun, not S-U-N, but S-O-N, yeah. son yeah. of God, Jesus. But look to the sun and you will see clearly because there are going to be times, especially as we step into promise and into the battle in that, the enemy does try to throw shade. Yeah, totally. Well, the enemy that they encountered in many places thought that they couldn't be defeated by the Israelites. They even taunted them. Yeah, totally. And then the Israelites destroyed them because God gave them the battle and they won. They had the victory. Yeah, I mean, if you just look at, at King David as he went out to face Goliath, there Goliath is taunting the Israelites for many days and he just goes out there like, why aren't you guys doing something about this? Yes. Because David's eyes were fixed on God. He could Great. see clearly. I yeah. saw a post the other day that said the Israelites saw a giant that they didn't know how to face. And David saw a target he couldn't miss. There you go. Yeah. You know, because his eyes were fixed on the Lord. And that's really what it is in these days. You know, they the Israelites, Joshua and his people, they could have gone to Jericho and stood in the shade of the walls and thought this is a fortress we can't break through, but they had a word from God. Yeah, totally. And they 
fixed their eyes on God and they marched around and they did not do it in their own strength. God brought it down, yeah. but he did exactly what he said. Exactly. They could have stood at that wall and say, oh, yeah, really, we're going to march around this wall and then the walls are just going to come down. No way. That's And that's what people do today. They're like, oh, no, there's no way God is going to heal me from my cancer. There's no way that God stop putting that defeated mindset. Of course, yeah. he's going to do what you believe. If you believe right. it's not going to happen, then you are right. If you believe that it's going to happen, then you are right. So um, you got to yeah. believe and trust in what the Lord is going to do and uh, he will do it. Yeah. So don't look for the smudges. Don't look at the shade that the enemy is throwing. Look to the sun and you will see clearly and follow his instructions and he will do exactly what he said he will. Yeah. Obedience. So, obedience. Yeah. This is definitely a time to see the fruition of some things. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Good stuff. Yeah. So thank you so much, Todd, for joining me today and sharing what the Lord has been speaking to you. I so appreciate having you on. I am going to welcome my next guest now. So Shannon Davis is my next guest. Welcome, Shannon. Hi, Brittany. Thank you for having me back. It's so great to have you on. Um, if you have followed my podcast for a while, you know that Shannon has come on before and shared her testimony of healing. And also we've done an episode together about abuse and things. Shannon is highly prophetic and an amazing woman of God. And I'm so excited to hear what you have to say about what the Lord has been speaking to you about 2024. Yeah. So um, one of our mutual mentors posted a post and said, what's God saying to you for 2024? It's a simple question. And so it was instantaneous and it was the fire of intercession. So I pressed in and I was like, the Lord, you know, I, it, there's a lot you can just take from that. I could have sought out the intercession and fire um, in the Bible, but I asked and waited for Holy Spirit to kind of tell me. And he said, it, it will be, it will already be on fire before as you're praying it. So like, basically he showed me that as I'm praying the, the fire of intercession would actually be doing its job and it would be, uh, you know, like the Amos nine 13 through 15 says blessing one right after another. So fast your head will sw swim. It's, it's like that because answered prayer is blessing one right after another. Every time he answers a prayer for me and I notice the miracle, um, and I'm like, Oh, that was God, you know? And I try to be so aware but you know, sometimes it's just like, I just never want to take him for granted. So yeah. I trusted him and he really, I, he blessed me with this word. And I'm, so I'm going to press in all year and I'm going to trust that when I pray, when I lift my voice to pray and I trust him and his word, what he says, then he, it'll be, it'll be done. So yeah. Yeah. That's so good. You know, it's so funny. So for those of you listening to this podcast, you just heard Todd share and you heard some of the things I shared, but Shannon actually wasn't on for that part because I've been doing these interviews separate and we're putting them together. So Shannon came on after Todd and, you know, Amos 913 came up when we were chatting too. He didn't say the verse name, but he said, blessing so fast, your head will swim one thing on top of another. And, and I brought it up at the end. I said, yeah, it's like you said that Amos 913 and here it is again. Here it is again. And yeah, yes, he is. He's putting fire on the intercession. I love that. Yes, he really is. And he showed me some things this this um this last quarter of the year has been pretty intense. So in intercession, up, praying, dreaming, you know, um, mm -hmm. connecting with friends like Brittany, praying. We pray together. So this is not just a, you know, hey, we are friends. 
And I love Brittany and we pray together. We're intercessors and I trust her. So we we are really going through this squeezing season. We both agreed and we both weirdly called it the same thing, even though we didn't know about it. And it's been a ringing out season. So it's like the dirty dish towel. Imagine the dirty dish towel and you wring it all out and you want to get every last drop out. You don't want to keep anything in there. You know that about the dirty dish towel, right? But when it happens to you in the spirit and you're praying, fasting, repenting, you know, you're like, whoa. And it is, it's intense. It's been pretty intense. And so to feel the Lord's pleasure on the intercession piece and him wanting to put his breath on uh, the intercession and just blow on that and and answer those prayers and tell us that so that we can just trust him because we can yeah. trust him. Yes. He, he said that to me. And he says that to you too, Brittany. He talks back and even and we'll miss it sometimes. That's what I was saying. I try so hard not to miss that still small voice. Blow it off like, oh no, that could be nothing. Nope, it's something. And it's big. Um, and so just honoring the Lord in that way. So that's my plan for 2024 20, uh, is to continue interceding with my friends. So uh, the, the Lord has given me in this season, you know, he's really given me a solid pack of people that will tell me the truth. And say, hey, you need to look at this differently because this is blocking you. Who will pray for me? Who will have compassion on me, right? It's the Lord's kindness that leads us to repentance. You know, and sometimes we don't have to tell our friends like, hey, I saw that. I wasn't allowed to say anything. That is an unnecessary thing sometimes to say. Like we can just say, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And agree with our friends. And that's what me and Brittany have been able to do for each other this year. And it's been really fabulous. He's grown us both. I believe this year is going to be a year full of fire, intercession, and also the manifestation because we were just discussing before this that that fulfillment, I thought fulfillment for 2023. Okay, so here, I'll just tell a little bit more. So I was disappointed with the Lord. I'm just going to admit. I said, Lord, you said fulfillment for 2023. This What? How is this fulfillment? Like, I just didn't feel like this. I... <sighs> all these things that he has promised, I believe, but haven't seen, Okay. So how is that fulfillment? So basically what he told me was, Shannon, I showed it to you in the spirit and you know now doing deliverance, doing intercession, doing prophetic intercession, that when it happens in spirit, it's already done. That's fulfillment. So you had this year of what? Ink, dreams, words. I'm talking to you this year. And now you're going to see those things that I've told you come in, you know, 2024. So I'm yeah. like, I get it. So like, sorry for being disappointed, Lord, because I don't want to be disappointed in He's so good to us and He's so on time. Yes, He is. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You were saying that and it just made me think of something. So 2023, I did share on the podcast so you could go back and listen to that. But one of the things the Lord had told me was resurrection, resurrection of things that have seemed dead or, you know, that the enemy called dead or whatnot, resurrection. And I have seen signs of life. <laughs> That's what I've called it when I've seen certain breakthroughs and things starting. I'm like, it's signs of life. It's signs of life. But yeah, it's like, you're like, okay, I thought it would look different than this at this point, you know? But hey, what you just said reminded me of something that I heard in a sermon recently. It was a few months ago, maybe two months ago. There was a guest pastor at this church locally, and he was preaching out of Ezekiel 37, which is the dry bones verse, dry bones come to life, right? And obviously, you know, getting a word about resurrection, I have already thought about those verses a lot, but 
he preached on it in a very different way than I had looked at it before. It was such a rhema word and it was so good. And, you know, he talked about how the bones had to come together for life to be breathed into them. And that was the beginning. And he said, the bones start rattling when they come together and life starts coming into them. And he said, but when the bones are rattling, that doesn't mean it looks like life yet. You know, the sinew and the muscle and everything has to come onto it. And he said, the bones rattling can look like a big old mess. The bones rattling can be the tension right before that life is breathed in fully. The bones rattling can be that tension before the breakthrough. And he had used some personal examples from his own life where there were some challenges with one of their children. And that child was actually acting out way more before the big breakthrough happened. And he said, now he knows that that was just the bones rattling before that big breakthrough happened. And what you just said, it just made me think of that, you know, like he's shown us things in the spirit. He's shown signs of life and we will see the full manifestation as we move forward because the bones have been rattling, but now that the bones have come together and are coming together, the sinew and the muscles can be put on them and the breath can be breathed back in. So yeah, that's muscle good. fibers are muscle fibers are being put back together. That is true. The muscles, the bones, even the dust, the breath. So I just wanted to say, so we were, I said, we chatted before, but not about this. So that's why I find it amazing that it was the same. Um, this was what we were talking about. And so I just want to release this over you guys. Um, the fire of the Lord. So the embers of the Lord, you know, when you blow on the fire and you feel and you, you can see the embers and you know, it's just going to come back to life. You're breathing your breath onto those, um, to those flames and they're, they're coming, uh, they're roaring again. They're, they're resurrecting the fire, the life, the light is resurrecting again, and you blow on it. And so just imagine those embers in your heart. So just see your heart for a second. Imagine embers in your heart. If you can, if you can, if you don't, that's okay. Don't worry about that. But if you can see embers in your heart, just imagine God blowing on them. Imagine the Holy Spirit actually stirring those in, refreshing, refining, giving the soil its inten intended purpose, the soil in you, you, the soil, the tissues, the sinew, the bones is being restored to its intended purposes in this season right now through the fire of intercession. And you can believe that. Test him on that. Intercede and see what happens mm -hmm. because God God moves. So this was the word that he uh, gave uh, Brittany and I just now. And so we're releasing it over to, to you right now. He said, he's, he said this. So it's Genesis 3, 19. So yeah, so the Lord took us into Genesis. He actually had me read a little passage from Francis Miles. And so it was the speak to the earth. Okay. And so he brought the dust passage and uh, wants to restore the hearts. Okay. He wants to restore and refan the flame. I mean, he's blowing on the embers. So here's the verse. It is, you will eat bread by the sweat of your forehead till you return to the ground for you are taken out of the dust and you will return to dust. And now this is in the CJB. He reads it in the New or the King James version, and then also the ESV. So please do that because that wasn't even the version I read it in to Brittany right before this. So God is restoring the dust to Himself, to His original, to mm -hmm. God's original intention, and God is yep. restoring us, even the very substance of our being, to His original intention and design. Mm -hmm. That is the word that even the very fiber and substance of our beings, and even the dust 
and of the earth is being restored to God, the one true God's original intention and design in and Jesus' breathing name. breathing on it through, his fire of through, our, through the fire of intercession. So yes, start yes, breathing. Yes. Start blowing. And that's why I said my commitment, and I said it out loud. So that is, it has been done. I will intercede this year, and I make it a priority to intercede. I don't care if it's for five minutes at the end of the phone call. I don't care, Brittany. It's going down. So, Father, I just thank you for restoring the very dust under our feet to its in original intention. And when you restore the land, you restore the people. We learn that. We know that. And so that is that is our request, Lord. We ask for Genesis 3.19. It's into the dust we shall return in its original intention and purpose that we are words of the Lord's living parables, and we will not return to him void. We, Brittany, will not return to the, the Lord void. Shannon will not return to the Lord void. We will fulfill the purposes for which we were sent out to do. In Jesus' precious, holy, mighty name. Yes. I love you, Lord. Yes. And you, you will fulfill the purposes of God, the one true God for your life. For the very dust of your being, the very substance of who you are is restored unto God, the one true God. Amen. He's even doing that now. He is restoring his original purposes and design to creation. And we are his pinnacle of creation, but it's all connected. Like we, you know, it's just so beautiful. I love the Lord. I love his visual pictorial language and the way that he talks to us and the way that he actually requires us to seek a matter out. It says it's to the glory to the king to hide the matter. It's to the glory or it's to the glory of God to hide the matter and to the glory of kings to seek it out. It is our job to go find out what he meant by that. Because when God says one word, it could mean it, it's a lot. It's not nothing. I mean, one word. Okay. The Hebrew language is a pictorial language. One letter can mean 10 things. And so can you imagine what a word means? Okay. So one thing, yeah. if the Lord says one thing, write it down, seek it out, and he'll give you more. If that's you, if that's for you. Yes. So I just want to conclude this episode by sharing just a little bit. Usually the Lord gives me a word or maybe a phrase for the year. And I don't feel like he's actually done that this year. I feel like he's spoken to me in greater pictures about things that have already started that are continuing into the new year and about stepping in, as I've already shared earlier in this episode. But I will say that I have heard a number of words and every word that he has spoken is along the same vein. I've heard restitution. I've heard res restoration. I have heard recompense. I have heard double for your trouble. I've heard recovery. Restitution. Yes. So restitution, recompense, recovery, restoration, double for your trouble. Every word that the Lord has been speaking is about manifestation of the promises. It's about getting back the things that God originally intended. So that's an encouragement that no matter what battles you face in the crossing over, no matter what war you're stepping into in the promise, as I talked about earlier, because we have to take what God intended for us, but he gives it to us just as he gave Jericho to the Israelites. Know that you're standing because restitution is coming. Restoration is coming. Recovery is coming. Recompense is coming and even double for your trouble. So I hope this blessed you this week. 
I may actually do a second round of words for the year next week with a couple more friends that I know wanted to share. I'm so excited for all of you for this new year ahead. And I bless you with the love of God in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful week. I will talk to you all next week. Where do you begin?